0: Oh, thank you. Live from an undisclosed location, this is the Gribble Nation Roadcast. Hey everybody, Happy New Year. Welcome into another edition of the Gribble Nation Roadcast, which is of course fueled by Anchor FM. This is your host Dan on a new episode of Just Passing Through. Uh, this week's episode is devoted to a, a trip report on a uh, weekend road trip I took over New Year's weekend to Northeast Maryland. Uh, usually when I travel down to the Mid-Atlantic area, my destination is somewhere in northern Delaware because that's where I have family. But I also have good friends in northeastern Maryland and the suburbs of Baltimore. And so that's where the destination was this time around. Um, so let's get right into it here. This trip took place between December 30th of 2021, which was a Thursday. And if I can get my computer to cooperate here. Okay, Thursday the 30th through Sunday, January 2nd, 2022. So it was the last days on the road for me in 2021 and the first days on the road for me in 2022. All wrapped into one nice little weekend trip. So let's get right into this. So Thursday the 30th, um, overcast conditions. Generally, warm temperatures, unseasonably warm, mid-50s for highs in New York City and further south into Pennsylvania. Got off of work um, a little early. I won't say exactly when, but there's usually a gentleman's agreement on the eve of a holiday weekend that the office will typically close, let's just call it a couple hours earlier than it usually would. Uh, So I got a little bit of an early head start on the road. Um, My office is in Westchester County, New York. Um, Still working out of this office on this uh, bridge project um, near Westchester Medical Center on Route 9A at the intersection with Route 100C, uh, which should be wrapping up in the spring. We're we're shut down for the winter right now, but... Uh, So there's a lot of paperwork to catch up with in the office. But until then, um, that's where I'm working out of. So anyway, I left my office, um, got on Interstate 287 West, crossed the Hudson on the Governor Mario Cuomo Bridge into Rockland County, took the thruway west to exit 14A, got on the Garden State Parkway there and headed south through northern New Jersey, took that as far as exit 130 which is US route 1 at this point in the show i would like to point out that very light traffic in general this entire weekend even on a day like today when you would expect a lot of getaway day traffic there wasn't really much of anything at all it looked more like more like a sunday morning to me than a than a getaway afternoon um that was certainly the case on this day, and it, it will be the case in the in the forthcoming days of this report. Uh, so very surprised to be able to just zip right down the Garden State Parkway through uh, North Jersey and Newark and Woodbridge, that area. Um, a little unexpected treat. So I got off the parkway at exit 130, joined U.S. Route 1, um, because I felt like, I, I, was, I was thinking about getting on the turnpike, but I was like, nah, I, my car was low on gas, and I was like, well, I want to see if I can find some cheaper gas off the turnpike, So, uh, which I was ultimately successful in doing along US1. Somewhere in the South Brunswick area, I guess, Princeton Junction, Monmouth Junction, whatever that area is called. Um, so it took US1 down through New Brunswick, between New Brunswick and the north side of Trenton. Um, where I picked up I-295, so uh, I-295 in the northbound direction which was pointed compass wise in the southbound direction. As you know the the cardinal directions around Trenton on that road can be a little strange. Um, Ever since they realigned I-95 there's been a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a goofy thing that happens there where the northbound lanes are actually pointed in the compass south direction. But anyway, that's another podcast topic for another episode. So it took 295, quote unquote, westbound uh, from New Jersey into Pennsylvania, and then stopped for the night in Langhorne, Pennsylvania, just off of U.S. Route 1 near the interchange of of, uh, U.S. 1 and I-295. On the way there, <clears throat> I made a quick stop in uh, in Pennsylvania at the uh, New Scudder Falls Bridge, which now carries I-295 across the Delaware River. This was a project that was completed th- uh, this year. Uh, it was started in 2017, involved the replacement of the bridge that the original bridge dated back to the early 1960s. Uh, the new bridge is a much wider uh, freeway bridge. Uh, with more lanes, shoulders. It's got a bike path and a shared use pedestrian path on it, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, The bridge was completed in 2021. It was about a $500 million project. This bridge is also now a toll bridge. Tolls are collected electronically on the westbound direction. That's a first for this bridge. The shared use path um, is a pedestrian facility that connects the uh, Delaware and Raritan Canal Trail on the Jersey side with the Delaware Canal Towpath Trail on the Pennsylvania side. It's a unique facility. Uh, it's one of it's one of the only dedicated pedestrian facilities that crosses the Delaware River in this part of the basin between, say, Trenton and Allentown um so it's an interesting facility i got to walk it Uh, i parked my car i i walked across it um a couple of times it's a nice you know for what it is it's it's not bad um and because it's located on the way between um philadelphia and new york it's a nice place to stop if you're if you're on your way to and from uh those two places or you're going somewhere in between um it's a nice place to, to catch a walk and, uh, and catch your breath after, after your drive. Um, everything that I've described here is available also on GribbleNation.org. I've got a blog post out about the Scudder Falls Bridge project, so you can read more about it there. Um, I also have more coverage of that uh, project coming soon on the Roadway Wiz YouTube channel, so keep an eye out for that. That was it for December 30th. Uh, as I said, um, stayed the night in Langhorne, Pennsylvania, and we'll be back with what happened on New Year's Eve Friday. Stick around. All right. Friday, December 31st, New Year's Eve 2021. Started the day in Langhorne, Pennsylvania, ended the day in Bel Air, Maryland. Unseasonably warm temperatures once again. Upper 50s to low 60s. Overcast, foggy conditions in the morning in Philly. The object of today, besides the drive from Pennsylvania to Maryland, was to continue scouting work that I had started in the weeks prior for the Philadelphia Road Meet coming up in August of uh, this coming year. Um, So I had had done a bit of scouting for this and I wanted to do a dry run of one of the day's uh, driving tours. So I drew up a route that I thought might work for the meet itself, so I set about doing a drive of that proposed uh, driving tour just to see what it would be like, see what it would look like, um, see how realistic the whole thing would be. So I drove from Langhorne down into South Philly on 95. The driving tour itself began in South Philly, um, actually not far from the sports complex. And I, did a, and I did a drive through that took us through Center City, um, up past the Art Museum, up Kelly Drive along the Schuylkill River, and then up the Roosevelt Boulevard for a good distance, and then down back south along roughly Adams and Castor Avenue to uh, northeast Philly. There's a construction project currently underway um, at I-95 and the Betsy Ross Bridge uh, connecting ramps. That project should be complete by August, Um, so there's a little bit of uncertainty there as far as exactly what would happen in that area for the meet, but I was able to check out the work that had been done to this point, and um, it's well on the way to completion. It's just a matter of finishing up some loose ends here and there. Uh, So I'm hoping that that's open in August for the meet. That's something that I would really like to include. Um, The drive itself was okay. It got a little tedious along Adams Avenue and Castor Avenue and Aramingo Avenue in the Northeast. Um, I'm not totally sold that that's going to work for the meet, but um, it's an option. And, you know, I I got eight months to figure it out, so... I'm going to be doing more of these dry runs uh, in the weeks and months to come, just to kind of get an idea of travel time and also to get a sense of what is worth stopping to take a look at, whether that's construction work or if that's other landmarks along the way. So that'll keep me busy in the coming weeks and months, no doubt. Um, once I got the Northeast Philly, the dry run took me over into New Jersey, um, by way of the Betsy Ross Bridge, uh, U.S. Route 130, um, and then it loops back into Northeast Philly on the tacone palmyra Bridge. I stopped at a, um, a park in Northeast Philly that overlooks the tacone Bridge. Uh, what's the name of that park? I've got my, uh... I got my laptop open here right now, so I'm trying to trying to narrate this thing from Google Maps while I try to tell you the route that I took. Let's see what's the name of this park. Uh, Lardner's Point, which is right at the, um, right at the Philadelphia foot of the Tacone Palmyra Bridge. That's a nice spot. I, I imagine that would be a good spot for a meat photo. You know, because there's a nice plaza there where you can pack a bunch of people in and the bridge is right there in the background as your backdrop. So that that's something that I might include on the meet at some point. So after I did that and I checked that out, got back on 95, took that south, took that into Center City. Turns out that I really couldn't complete the dry run as I originally intended because uh, the area around City Hall uh, is blocked off, or was blocked off, because of New Year's-related uh, festivities and whatnot. So I ended up cutting that part of the, of the drive short. I did go and check out other places, too, like uh, Penn's Landing and Philly Airport. I did drive through the terminal area. Because a lot of people in the road enthusiast community like substandard or atypical road signage. Usually, airports are a good place to find stuff like that. Uh, these airport agencies kind of create their own signage that is, in many cases, not exactly compliant with national standards. So, and there's there's some of that stuff in Philly Airport too. So, that's an area that I might want to take the meet group through. Uh, just to kind of show them some atypical stuff, signage-wise. So after I did a Philly airport pass-through, I headed back into South Philly on the Penrose Avenue Bridge, another bridge I'd like to feature on the on the meet at some point, and then ended the drive where I started in South Philly across from the sports complex. All in all the drive took me about 2 hours, which again you got to keep in mind that it was early in the day, so it was free flowing conditions on the highways. But actually that's about what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a 2 hour f- drive in free flow conditions because f- based on that I can com- I can apply you know additional factors to come up with an approximate actual time to complete that day to complete that drive you know including traffic congestion including stops including all that stuff so i actually think that that's about the right duration for a free flow drive on a dry run is somewhere in the two hour range and this ended up being about an hour 50. so i'm right there as far as what as far as the length is concerned so that's one option we'll see how much i tweak that Uh, you know, because there's a lot of stuff still that I want to check out in Philly that hasn't really been, um, that hasn't really been looked at yet. But as I said, I got a long time to to look at it and figure it out and all that stuff. So stay tuned. So anyway, finished up the dry run. Continued down into uh, Delaware on I-95. Took 95 south through Wilmington. Um, there's a new phase of construction right now on 95 through downtown Wilmington. That's, um, it's about a three-year-long project. They're about halfway through. They just shifted traffic so they could start on the second half of the project. So I got some updated footage of that. Um, continued south from there. Very easy drive. You know, again, I mentioned this yesterday, but um, the drive was very, very. Um, very easy. Um, lighter than normal volume. New Year's Eve. So maybe, maybe that explains it, but very light traffic. Continued south on 95 into Maryland. Went through the New York toll plaza. Yeah, I did go through the plaza guys. I did do that. 95 south into Baltimore. Covered some stuff related to the, um, Harbor Tunnel Thruway construction that recently completed. Um, also got some aerial pictures of the, uh, of the Harbor Tunnel approach in uh, South Baltimore before returning back north um, on 95. Took the uh, tolled express lanes on 95 uh, from the Harbor Tunnel up, to, uh, up in the direction of Bel Air. You know, I should. You know what I should do in the next segment or in the last segment. I should get out. I should tally up my toll charges for this weekend. Cause if you've been paying attention already, I've racked up quite a bit of uh, toll dollars. Maybe that's something I'll do for the final segment. But uh, actually, it was a good thing I jumped in the express lanes uh, in on 95 past Baltimore White Marsh, cause there was a crash on 95 about uh you know, about two or three miles north of the end of the express lanes but i but by being in the express i was able to bypass almost half of the delay so it actually ended up working out in my favor this time um it was a major crash southbound but there was serious rubbernecking delays in the northbound direction um and somehow i missed all of that in the southbound direction initially um Anyway, after that, um, headed into Bel Air and, uh, called it a day. For New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, we were camped out in Bel Air. Um, our good friends at mdroads.com, Laura and Mike, hosted us for the weekend, and it was great to see them. We got together for a little New Year's Eve celebration, and, um... Of course, it spilled over into the rest of the weekend, and we'll have more on New Year's weekend and New Year's Day itself after I take this quick voice break. What's your name? (laughs) (laughs) Stop with a C. Saturday, January 1st, the first day of 2022. Happy New Year. Spent the entire day in Bel Air, Maryland. The focus today was roadway whiz oriented. We did a a double header event, as we called it, where we did two live full length um, episodes um, we did the first one at noon, and we saved the second one for the evening. So we did... The, the first episode was Beltway-centric. We did a virtual tour episode of the uh, that featured drives on the Capitol Beltway around D.C. and the Baltimore Beltway around Baltimore. And so that was fun to do. Um, we basically just did a virtual lap around each one, and we talked about the roads, and we talked about a bunch of other things, and... Um it was a lot of fun to do. The panel for today for this day was um it was yours truly. It was Mike and Laura, it was uh Corco came down from Connecticut, Anthony came down from Connecticut as well. Um Who am I forgetting? Oh Doug was here. Hi Doug. I don't want to forget him. Uh Doug came in from New York. Everybody's favorite Gribble Nation contributor um and josh joined us later in the day he didn't make it for the first part of the uh of the show but he was there for the uh for the nightcap also scott who flew in from wisconsin was there um so it was great to see him great to hang out with him in person it was great to have him on the show in person for the first time because he's been a contributor to our episodes and our shows in the last couple of years, but he's only ever been a part of them remotely. He's never been able to join us in person. Um, but it was really, it was really cool to have him um, in the live studio audience, as it was. So the first episode was again a beltway centric one, and then had a little bit of a quote-unquote halftime, if you will, where people kind of did whatever they wanted to do, and then. Um, we all rejoined for the nightcap performance at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, this one was a, a Baltimore webinar where we broke down the history and features of the roads and bridges of the Baltimore freeway system, and also some other stuff like the bridges of the Susquehanna River, uh, the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, uh, and some other stuff as well, Um it was an all-encompassing presentation. It took about three and a half hours for us to get through, um, and I was really pleasantly surprised at the fact that um, the last hour of it, we really just spent kind of just chatting about significant issues related to the development of the freeway system and in general. Um, I like it when my panel dares to tackle difficult subjects. Um, yes, it's it's fun to put together these shows and just you know, rattle off stats and useful information about highways. but when you when you're able to sit down and discuss the issues revolving or involving the the creation of these of these highways and also the implications of doing so and what happens subsequently to neighborhoods and to historical landmarks and cultures as a result of eliminating them basically to create these highways you can really start to go down these paths where you you get into some deep discussions about the need for these highways at all and the problems that arise when you develop your cities and your metro areas in that way and I don't want to spoil too much for you because I want you guys to go back and and listen to what we talked about at the end but we were mainly concerned with the proposals for I-70 and I-170 in Baltimore City and um, there was a lot that we we discussed as far as environmental justice as far as um social justice in the sense of you know it not really being a good idea to just completely obliterate neighborhoods for no general gain from a city and a regional perspective and um there were a lot of strong takes and a lot of things that even i said were very harsh but i also think that i'm right that some of these projects including Uh, Franklin Mulberry Corridor for instance um, amounted to nothing short of planning malpractice in the way that they were executed in the way that they were planned in the way that an entire side of a city was obliterated uh, for a fragment of a highway that goes nowhere and you see the result today it's just very it, it's very difficult to see in person when you visit it and then you know when we got to talk about it with Mike and Laura who are of course uh natives of Maryland and they lived in Baltimore City for a while um you know when you hear their side of the story it, it it's really um it's really quite moving you know and like i said i'm glad that we were able to talk about that stuff cuz it's not the kind of stuff that you hear talked about in the road community yeah everybody everybody in the road community is like ooh look at this picture of this sign ooh look at this picture of this sign ooh they look they misspelled this road's name oh look they you know hey look there's a button copy sign in the parking lot who cares you know uh, unfortunately I, I've realized over the years that the road enthusiast community isn't a very deep one from a from a thought perspective, there's not a lot of deep conversation that's had with members, and I you know I could I could speculate as to what the reason is for that beyond the fact that maybe most people in the hobby aren't that bright. I don't know, but um, there there's a lot of there is a lot of deep conversation that could be had that people just aren't interested in having. And that's unfortunate, you know. I think that part of what makes this hobby so interesting to me is the deep stuff, you know, the, the the real, the real historical stuff that you can dive into and get lost in as you're looking through historic records and even contemporaneous records. As you're out in the field, you know, taking a look at what was actually built versus what was planned. Um, there, there's just so much stuff that you could get into that's so much more interesting than a single button copy sign and i wish that there were more there was a willingness to have these deeper conversations in the hobby um and for multiple reasons uh we don't have them hell when when the guys at gribble nation post links to blogs and stuff like that you know what do they get? Like, if you just go off of the the number of likes that a post of theirs gets, maybe they get four or five likes. Meanwhile, a picture of a, a button copy sign in Iowa will get 100 likes. I, I mean, to me, that's bullshit. You know, it's really sad. It's sad that the community doesn't appreciate research and deeper... ...thought and deeper conversation. You know, it it, it just is. I mean, I I don't... ...you know... ...I don't know what to say. It's it's really alarming that this hobby is... ...in some ways going down the toilet... ...because we're not... we, ...we don't really care about substantive things. We just care about... ...you know... The simple crap that doesn't matter. Like, signs don't matter. You know, what designation an interstate highway should have in North Carolina doesn't really matter. You know, the history and the story that these roads have to tell, that's the stuff that really matters. And when you get in an area like West Baltimore and you see what happened with the Franklin Mulberry Corridor, for instance that is a story that is a story that a road has to tell that is just beyond fascinating what that road did to an entire neighborhood and by association to an entire city how it altered the course of a city's history um that is a story that should be talked about but nobody's going to talk about that story, right? Because that would be me giving you an anti-roads slant, right? Because people in the hobby don't don't want to hear anti-roads stuff. They're like, "Oh, you! How dare you say something against roads? I want to see more roads, so I can take more pictures of roads, so I can write, you know, more goofy Facebook posts about roads. You know, I don't want to hear this anti-roads bullcrap, you know." But as as much as I love roads, as much as I love travel, I would be the first person to tell you that there are certain roads in this country that were a mistake to build. And Franklin Mulberry is one of those roads. Um, It's an absolute travesty that it exists. It is absolute garbage that that road exists. And every time I go by it, it just it legitimately makes me angry. It does. But if I say that in one of those Facebook groups, one of those dumbass Facebook groups, yeah, I'd get I'd get skewered by people. Yeah, by the same people who think that a button copy sign in Nebraska is worth a hundred likes. And the actual story of a road that is detestable only gets five. Alright, rant over. So that's what we talked about on New Year's Day. And uh, again, as I said, it it was great to hang out with all those guys. And talk about roads and talk about real subjects and talk about real stories and real implications. And... We're at our best as a panel when we go down that rabbit hole and we talk about stuff that is difficult to talk about in our hobby, but is, in my opinion, very essential to talk about. And that was our New Year's Day. By the way, it was very unseasonably warm again. It was in the low 60s, overcast, if you give a shit, because we were inside all day, so The weather didn't really matter. After this voice break, the finale. And the trip back to New York. Stick around. (laughs) Alright, the finale of this trip. January 2nd, Sunday. What do you think I'm going to say the weather was? It was overcast and unseasonably warm. Once again, temperatures in the 50s. Um, at least I think this is December and January, or do I have the calendar wrong? I don't know. It was very warm all weekend. Not that I'm going to complain about that, but wow. For this time of year, jeez. Trip took me this day from Bel Air, Maryland, back to home base in uh, the Hudson Valley of New York. Uh, Hung out with the MD Roads crew, Mike, Laura, their daughter, Lorraine, for a little while, and then uh, hit the road back north. Again, very light traffic the entire day. I would have thought that the Sunday at the end of a holiday weekend you'd have a lot of traffic on the roads. And that's something that I was worried about. But there really wasn't any, which was surprising. Um, It was free-flowing the entire way, from Maryland up through uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and all the way up to New York. I didn't run into any issues at all. Um, So I got on... To get home, I basically took the most direct way there, which was to get on 95 and uh, headed north across the Susquehanna River um, paid the toll at the Billy Tidings Bridge 95 North by the way I am still keeping tally of the toll charges for this weekend I'm gonna have a total for you in a, at the end of the show here um, so I paid the toll at that bridge and then you guys are really gonna hate me because I paid the toll at the New York toll plaza uh, getting into Delaware so yeah, on this trip I actually paid that toll both ways. So add that to the add that to the toll charge. Continued ninety five north through Delaware through Wilmington, um, into Pennsylvania, up through Philly, up to Bristol, PA, where I transitioned to two ninety five east. Took that, you know, up across the Delaware River into New Jersey. And then from there, got on New Jersey Route 31, stopped at the Starbucks in Pennington, New Jersey, which is a which is a common stopping place for me on the New York to Delaware or Maryland uh, road trip, because I needed a needed a coffee refill for the second leg of the trip. So did that. Took New Jersey Route 31 up to Flemington, and then US 202 across to Somerville, where I linked up with I 287 North. Again, this this whole way, the the traffic was very light. Um I don't really know the explanation for that. I, I was very surprised by that. You know, again, I, I would have expected much heavier volume on this day, but it was very light. Um Not that I'm complaining, but I was expecting a lot worse than what I got. Um 287 north, up through North Jersey. On to the Thruway northbound once I got into New York. And then Thruway, again, very light northbound up to Newburgh where I exited at exit 17 for I-84. Crossed the Hudson River at the Newburgh Beacon Bridge. And then arrived home shortly thereafter. Um, all in all, the traffic this weekend was very light. You know, the Thursday... The getaway Thursday, the Friday, New Year's Eve, and then the Sunday. Um, very light traffic, very decent weather. All in all, um, it did rain on New Year's Day, but we were we were inside doing live TV on that day, so it, it you know that didn't matter. But yeah, on the days that I drove, the weather was good. Uh, it was warm and light traffic. That's a perfect combination um so yeah this was a great trip uh great to get out of town for a few days the last days of driving in 2021 and the first days of driving in 2022 um it was a lot of fun to get down to maryland to hang out with mike and laura and her family um it was wonderful for them to be hosts to us for the weekend it was uh, it was a great gesture by them, and I, I really appreciate uh, everything that they did for us. Uh, and, and I'm looking forward to, to doing this again. I, I'd like to take the Roadway Wiz Live show on the road to other places too, not just to Maryland, but maybe we'll get some other uh, venues involved in the months and years ahead. So, um, and of course, I would be more than happy to do an encore presentation in Maryland at some point. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what we can work out as far as that goes by the way if you want to know the grand total for toll charges this weekend it was a whopping $35.75 oof that's a lot that's a lot for me even for a weekend but happy to give my donations to the agencies in new jersey pennsylvania new york delaware and maryland um They do a good job to keeping our roads up to date and safe for the traveling public. And thank you for listening to this special episode of Just Passing Through on the Gribble Nation Roadcast, which is, of course, fueled by Anchor FM. Hope you enjoyed this trip report episode. Hope you enjoyed the the content of this episode, whether it was directly related to travel or not. Uh, I look forward to talking with you folks again in the next episode. Until then... I'm going to sign off. Happy New Year, everybody, and we'll be in touch soon. Yay! Thank you for tuning in to uh, an episode of the Gribble Nation Roadcast. Uh, We hope uh, you get to listen to us again soon. Have a good one.